Blog Talk Radio. So I'm going to post up there on the Facebook that we got it fixed. And we're on. Yeah, man, you know, so for anyone, if anyone out there is listening at this point, you got to love the fact that, you know, you use Skype. For, for this this show and, and and you know doing the blog talk radio thing, and it, it's like when you have to make a call, that's when it's like oh you're unable to make the call because you need to upgrade the software. So I get that notification, and as far as blog talk radio goes, you can't dial in until 15 minutes before the show is supposed to start. So it's not like I could have dialed in an hour ago to make sure everything was working copacetically and then we're good. So I, I go to dial in, and then they're like, you have to update this. And every time I tried to update, it didn't. And then it wouldn't let me sign in, and I had to go get another password. And like, so I'm going back and forth the last half hour, 45 minutes, give or take. But we're up and running. So let's give them some, some 50 minutes worth of, of pro wrestling talk. You know, if you guys want to call in, obviously we're flying by the seat of our pants tonight. You got something to tell us. You want to talk about something? Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. So Dave, glad we get to talk a little bit of wrestling. I guess the biggest news uh, that hit us this week was uh, poor Daniel Bryan. If that guy didn't have bad luck, he'd have no luck at all. Uh, looks like he's Perhaps we're hearing the rumors that heading under the knife yet again. Yeah, um, from from what uh, I, I've been hearing, uh, his announcement at Money in the Bank uh, about a possible neck surgery, another neck procedure that, that doctors were going to have to look at, that's apparently true. We don't know if that's going to happen yet, but apparently shoulder um, surgery is in place. I don't know what kind of shoulder injury he has, but depending on the kind of injury he has, the kind of surgery and rehab and everything surrounding that. Um, From what I've been reading, WWE is currently writing him out of storylines for the foreseeable future because they don't have a timetable or a destination as to when he's going to come back. Um, They hoped that he was going to be back in time for Money in the Bank, and unfortunately that didn't happen. Then they hoped for SummerSlam, and they thought, well, let's hold off on SummerSlam and bring him back at Night of Champions in Nashville when most of the WWE Network's subscriptions are up for renewal and they would want to beef up that pay-per-view. Now that looks like it's not going to happen. Um, Like I said, depending on surgery, rehab, the kind of injury he has, to me, just a ballpark figure, I would guess the earliest we would see Daniel Bryan back on television and back in, in, in action in WWE is probably the Royal Rumble. 
Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, it, you know, it's it's really a shame uh, what what's happened to Daniel Bryan. I mean, you know, you almost think, you know, I'm I'm not a superstitious guy or anything, but uh, getting that title was like the kiss of death. I mean, since he had probably one of the greatest moments any pro wrestler could could ever have. I mean, just one thing after another going wrong for Daniel Bryan, and it's interesting. I mean, you know. When it comes to Daniel Bryan, the WWE had major plans in place for Daniel Bryan, uh, a guy who was going to be the centerpiece for the bulk of 2014, at least, if not going into 2015, uh, depending on where his popularity stayed. And, uh, you know, obviously, big plans, a lot of uh, storylines probably centered around Daniel Bryan throughout the year. You know, knowing his contract status you know, being up in the summertime, you know, you have a CM Punk. Who knows how much he would have been involved in. But obviously, you know, he, they probably had some plans for him. And now the WWE in a spot where two of their big players are gone. And, and gone for the foreseeable future. I mean, we wish Daniel Bryan the best. But, you know, you, the stuff that's going wrong with Daniel Bryan, unfortunately you have to, at least you start thinking, God, could this, could it be career-threatening? Which is a real shame. So, like you're saying, Dave, I mean, you're saying earliest uh, Royal Rumble, and I would agree with you. And I, and I think underline earliest. I mean, who knows how long this guy could be on the shelf for. Um, as we go forward, though, it's been interesting because it's a very talented young roster right now, and guys are getting their shot. And as the WWE, you know, no fault of their own, is probably scrambling a bit to put together storylines. Um, some guys are going to get a shot maybe sooner than later. One guy that didn't, we've been high on him for a while, and, uh, you know, it's been interesting to see him evolve as a star. It seems like the, the rising star of Roman Reigns has been given a jetpack, and it seems like he's been moving up uh, rather rapidly. And, you know, Dave, I mean, he's pretty over. I just hope as they move forward with him, they do the right thing. Yeah, from from what I've been reading, um, regardless of the severity of you know Daniel Bryan's injury or if you know he was going to be injured at all in 2014, the the plan going forward was for Roman Reigns to break out as a single star and to be highlighted um, in a in a, a main event role at next year's WrestleMania. Um, now that the Daniel Bryan injury has taken place and he has been written out of storylines on television, like you said. His 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 status has you know got a jetpack on it, and he's moving faster than everybody thought he was going to. Um, the plan, from what I'm hearing, allegedly as of right now, is they look to have him and Orton uh, in one of the main events at SummerSlam this year, possibly a match with Triple H in the fall, maybe at Hell in a Cell, which would then lead to possibly him winning the Royal Rumble and facing Brock Lesnar for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania next year, barring when Lesnar returns and if he's going to defeat John Cena. Um, that looks to be the big money matchup that they have planned for next year with Reigns and Lesnar. Um, you know, to, just to touch on the Daniel Bryan situation briefly, it's almost a blessing and a curse and it's mixed, mixed together for him. In one instance, Wrestling fans, ourselves included, and allegedly people in WWE thought that he had peaked at his highest point at WrestleMania, defeating all three members of Evolution and walking out of New Orleans with the championship. And they didn't. They, most people felt that that's as far as he was going to go. I think if he's to come back, and when he does come back, eventually, I mean, like I said, this story writes itself, and I think you add shelf life to his character. Um, for, you know, several years to come. If he can come back and perform at the level that, you know, WWE expects of him and, of course, that he expects of himself. But with Reigns, I could see a collision between the two of them down the line. But Reigns is looking to be, the ne in my opinion, the next John Cena. He's, gonna, he's the face. That's what they're looking at. They're looking at the future. He's a young guy. And I-14 going into next year is going to be a big, big year for Roman Reigns. I mean, it's interesting, I mean, and, and, and I'm curious your, your thought. I mean, does it seem to you that they're, I don't want to say scrambling being, you know, it's kind of a harsh word, but it does seem like, you know, they're trying to throw some stuff together, and interesting that as we look at, you know, the landscape of the WWE and, and the youth movement, you know, out of nowhere, 
uh, we have the return of, of Chris Jericho. Uh, you know, I didn't hear rumblings of him returning. I mean, everything I was hearing was this guy was all about Fozzie. Um, now he's returned working with the Wyatts. Uh, was that? And again, I, I don't want to be harsh and and call it you know a panic move. But in essence, was it a a panic move? Was it a move that you know? screamed of, hey, we need to get some names in here, we need to get some talent, and, and we're trying to figure things out uh, in, in the wake of these Daniel Bryan injuries. Uh, you know, I know you, you had listened to some stuff on uh, Jericho's podcast. Um, you know, I mean, was this, I mean, do you like the move, Jericho, coming in? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Jericho, Jericho has done a great job of marketing himself, especially, you know, in, in WWE television, not just outside of wrestling, but in WWE television, where his character doesn't get stale. He's, he's, he's essentially done a good thing for himself for his career where he's over enough that he can, he can kind of do what Roddy Piper did, leave, come back, you know, take a few months off, maybe a year or two, come back, still be a fresh face, work with some of the younger talent. He sees the bigger picture. So I think it's an awesome move that Jericho's returned. It's also brief breathe some fresh air into the scene. Jericho working with a guy like Bray Wyatt, who WWE sees a lot of, has a lot of stock in. Um, as far as it being a panic move, I would have to agree. I think it is a panic move. Um, I heard on Jericho's podcast that um, originally he wanted to come back for WrestleMania and do something with Daniel Bryan or Bray Wyatt, and both of them were tied up in storylines, respectively. And... Then he received a call from WWE right around the time of payback, and they were looking to have him do something with Wyatt. He sent them dates that he was open to, and then they didn't hear, he didn't hear from them for about three weeks. And then the Friday before his return, which was two days before Money in the Bank, he finalized the deal with Triple H. He drove to he flew to Boston, and from Boston drove to Hartford, um, waited to get into the building. Waiting for all the fans to get into the building, excuse me. Then he gets into the building, goes into a production bus, goes over the segment with a couple of the agents. They go back to Vince. Then Miz and the Wyatts ended up on that bus, and that's how Jericho's return took place. Apparently he said it was a, a five-minute conversation over the phone with Triple H that got him to return. Um, and it was something that he had wanted to do and something that they agreed could happen. Panic move, yes, but it's, I, I think it's going to work out in the end. It's going to raise, uh, raise Wyatt's stock tremendously in WWE, and it's not going to hurt Jericho one single bit. When every time Jericho's lost, nothing has hurt him. Nothing has hurt him because he is so over and he's got such a, um, a history in the business that he's one of those guys that just like, I wouldn't say he's untouchable, but people will still buy into his act and believe that he's a credible threat in WWE storylines. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I tend to agree with you. I mean, anytime you get to put Jer- Chris Jericho on TV, I think it's it's a good thing. Um, you know, and honestly, as much as, you know, again, it, it's got a negative connotation, and it shouldn't be because, like I said, you, anytime you can put Jericho on TV, it's a good thing, uh, it being a panic move. But I, I'm excited to see what he's going to do with Bray Wyatt. Um, it's something, you know, as much as, uh, you know, we're going to use the term panic move, uh, it was kind of a rush job bringing him in, but... Uh, you know, on the flip side, it was something I didn't see coming, uh, which is good. You know, anytime, uh, you know, if you watch this stuff long enough, anytime they can, they can surprise you, it's a good thing. Um, you got two guys now that are, are gold on the microphone. And, and I, I'm curious your thoughts, Dave, on this, because what, what I really like about the move with Jericho and, and Wyatt, it, it's pretty obvious. I, I mean, at some point, you know, Wyatt's over. Uh, he's beyond over with the crowd. Uh, however, you know, and again, I get it. The WWE has said where we're kind of blurring the lines. It's the reality era. You know, people are not going to be purely faces or purely heels. Whatever, I get it. It's wrestling. There are faces and heels. Um, and it seems like they're, at least for the time being, you know, content with keeping Bray a heel. What it enables them right now is that Chris Jericho is so unbelievably over. Uh, it kind of restores a bit of that face-heel dynamic where when you have a Bray Wyatt and a John Cena, there's so much venom towards John Cena. Even though Cena's the face and, and Wyatt's the heel, 
judging from the crowd, it's almost the opposite. Uh, the dynamic here between Jericho and Wyatt works in a traditional face-heel capacity. Um, I, I'm, I'm enjoying seeing what they're bringing to the table right now. I think it's good for Wyatt having to work with, uh, uh, getting to work with a, a veteran uh, like a Chris Jericho. And I'm really curious to see where the storyline is going to go. So as much as it may have been a panic move, I'm excited to see where, where direction they're going to take this in, Dave. Yeah, I mean, there's no real meat and potatoes as far as what this is all about with Wyatt and Jericho. Then again, it doesn't really have to be considered what kind of character Bray Wyatt is. There's, you don't really need a rhyme or reason for him to do anything. He's just a weird, deranged, strange, deadly kind of guy. that You don't need an explanation from him um, as to why he's doing what he's done. He's just, that's who he is, um, and that's who his family is. So it. It doesn't need to, to have an explanation behind it. Um, and I'm, like I said, I'm very interested. I mean, the work he did with John Cena, I think, was awesome. Some of the best stuff that Cena had done in quite a, long, quite a while with the, the choir, with the kids, and, and, and that, that the song became popular. Um, I, I like the fact that they paired him up with Jericho because Jericho's been gone for a little while, and a name of that caliber, like Chris Jericho, coming back, of course the audience is going to pop big, and they're going to give him a babyface reaction. So when Wyatt does something to that very popular babyface, it automatically turns him into a heel, which I think he's better suited in as a, in that role as a heel. But as time, as time goes on, maybe we'll see a shift. Maybe we'll see a different direction. Maybe this will be you know, a, a launching point for Wyatt's eventual babyface turn by working with Chris Jericho. We have to, like I said, the meat and potatoes storyline isn't, you know, taking place yet. But maybe we'll find out tonight on Raw just a glimpse of how this whole, how they're going to get the ball rolling with these two, or maybe even Sunday at Battleground. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that that, that you know, I guess directions they can go in. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting. I mean, it's cool stuff, and it makes you excited to watch Monday Night Raw to see uh, what direction they're going in. And as they continue to kind of scramble and put things together, uh, we head into a pay-per-view this Sunday, a battleground. Um, as we head into tonight and see how things shape up going forward to battleground, I guess the, the other major news that we've heard is, uh, you know, the cryptic tweet. Cryptic tweet comes out. And uh, do we see Sting? All the speculation and, and, and people are, are you know, seemingly dying to see Sting in the WWE. Um, full disclosure, never been a big Sting guy. Sting showing up in the WWE, I, I guess it's cool. doesn't do a lot for me. Can't say that it's going to get the infamous living room pop if he shows up tonight on Raw. Um I don't know when you know, and I'm curious your thoughts, Dave. When when I heard about the cryptic tweet, and you know the speculation of Sting and and everything going on, I, I just I didn't think for one second we were going to see Sting uh, in the ring and, and on a Monday Night Raw or on a SmackDown. I honestly I just I all right, Sting's going to be included in the video game. Or he's going to be involved in something on on the network, or a combination of both. I I didn't see it as anything really more substantial than that. I guess it could be, and we could sit here and, and speculate all the live long day as far as what we think Sting is going to be bringing to the table. I I think this this story, to be honest, is a whole lot of nothing. Um, he's in the fold. He's probably doing some of the WWE, but I don't think we're going to see him at a live event anytime soon. Your thoughts? Well, there's been so much speculation about him and his potential involvement with WWE for years now. I mean, we, we, we talked about it a few years ago, um, the possibility of him wrestling Undertaker at WrestleMania in Atlanta back three years ago. That didn't happen. We talked about it this past year in New Orleans. This was the closest thing he'd ever gotten to being a part of WWE, and we thought that he was going to make his debut on Monday Night Raw the night after WrestleMania 30. He was spotted in town. He was very vague about the you know, public statements he was making when someone would ask him about WWE, and we didn't see it. And then we saw glimpses of new interviews with him on the network shortly after the Ultimate Warrior had passed. 
I think he's in the like you said. I think he's in the fold somehow. Um, I mean, when he made that appearance on the network, it, to me, it, it it led me to believe that something will happen somewhere down the line. But I'm not believing it till I see it, sort of thing. I'm not going to get my hopes up. I think 15, 20 years ago, staying in WWE would have been a huge deal. But now, it's so many years have passed, and I think that he's lost that luster. I mean, a lot of people want to see him involved in WWE. The only big name in wrestling that's ever worked for Vince McMahon, as far as I can tell. Uh, so, if it happens, that's great. I think personally, this is this is the pattern that I see this going down, and there is some there's some facts behind it. One, a similar situation like this took place last year. They announced the video game, and in that commercial was the Ultimate Warrior, and I said it then: they're going to put him in the Hall of Fame. Well, then the story came out that the Warrior wasn't involved with WWE. This was independently done by the video game company to shoot the commercial. Well, the video game company that shot the commercial obviously got the Warrior in contact with WWE. Talks began at SummerSlam in Los Angeles last year. Publicly, it had been stated by Warrior, by Triple H, and the rest is history. He had a DVD come out shortly before WrestleMania, and then he went to WrestleMania, Hall of Fame induction. Unfortunately, he passed away. I think a similar situation like this is taking place. Sting will be announced for this video game. Then more talks will continue with him in WWE. He's got a DVD coming out in September, a collaboration of his best matches produced by WWE. And then you'll probably see some sort of Hall of Fame induction, maybe a match at WrestleMania. I'm not, I'm not going that far off saying it's definitely going to happen. Maybe there will be some work between the two of them but I don't think it's going to be anything groundbreaking in the wrestling business as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and, and I don't know if it, it needs to be. And, and like I said, I mean, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know, Sting coming to the WWE, it's, it's, it's a new story. Um, Sting has definitely lost a step um, or two. Um, and to be honest, like I said, I was never the biggest Sting fan to begin with. So, I, you know... And an aging Sting coming back for for one more match, I you know I maybe I, I mean you know the thing is like with Sting it would be that and like we've we speculated before and like you said I mean there's been so much speculation over the years um, a few years back the Daily News actually reported that Sting had signed with the WWE and was most likely going to be wrestling the Undertaker at WrestleMania. So it, it's gotten far enough where, I, I, I guess, as, as far as you want to call the Daily News a legitimate news source, but the Daily News had it in their paper that Sting had signed with the WWE. So the speculation has been there for years. I, Dave, like, I'm, right, I'm, I'm there with you. I don't need to see Sting in, in the ring again. Um, you know, as the WWE continues to broaden uh, the scope of their entertainment, I, I know that it's called the WWE Hall of Fame, and it, it's it's weird that Sting was you know never wrestled in the WWE, but it's it's semantics. It's it's a wrestling Hall of Fame. Sting has had a lengthy career, deserves a Hall of Fame. Uh, it would be great for him to be on a stage of that magnitude, uh, to be in an arena where where fans are really going to appreciate him and have that moment. I, I honestly don't need to see Sting in the ring again. Um, you want to bring him out as a mouthpiece for for a, a bit. You want to, you know, have him do something with NXT to give uh, maybe some of the youth a rub. You know, but but just talking. I don't need to see Sting in the ring again. Um, so who knows? I mean, it's a good point, Dave. That they, you know, you see them, you know, perhaps things evolve over time and and he gets a, a Hall of Fame induction. But uh, I I mean, I don't know. You know, there's always a speculation with the Undertaker. I don't. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, do you do you need to see Sting in the ring again? Are you cool with him just being retired and being honored in the Hall of Fame? I mean, what are your thoughts on if he wrestled one more match? I mean, I, I I'm I'm kind of back and forth on it. On one hand, you know, WWE Hall of Fame, you're going to honor a guy who had never wrestled in your company, and they've done it for a few guys. I will admit, but they could capitalize on that in a storyline and turn it into a match maybe with somebody. Maybe, you know, exposing that. Well, you, how are you getting in the Hall of Fame 
and I've never been in the Hall of Fame, and I've been working here for how long, and you've never stepped foot in this company or in this ring. I mean, you could you could material, have something materialized like that and maybe catch interest, or you could have them come in and put over a guy like Bray Wyatt. There's very dark and the mystique about them and brooding, and, you know, you could have the two of them work, you know, and, and elevate Wyatt to a status that you didn't think was possible by working with a guy like Sting. Um or you could just have them show up and they honor them in the Hall of Fame and give them a DVD and that's that. Either way, I'd be okay with it. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not getting bent out of shape over it. I'm not, you know, going to try and hijack Monday Night Raw or anything like that because it's not going to take place. But they'll be in the fold. They'll have some involvement, whether he wrestles, whether he comes out and does a promo whether he's the GM or the commissioner or the president or the authority figure or whatever they want to call the boss of, of, of that, you know, whatever show, I don't care what they do with him personally. But it's, it's not – I'm so tired of hearing about it. I've heard story <laughs> after story. Kind, he hasn't signed. You know, they gave him a legend deal, but it's not quite what he liked. But then they're going to give him the video game, and then maybe they'll give him a Hall of Fame. Like, I'm so tired of hearing it. It's just like it's, – it's, it's too much. Like, just get it over with. Put them on TV, get everybody happy, and then they can all shut up. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing with, with Sting is, you know, it's the storyline versus what would happen in the ring. You know, and that's where, like, I have to reconcile. I, I think there's a, I agree, I think there's a lot of good storylines that can be centered around Sting, uh, whether it is a Bray Wyatt or, or, you know, The Undertaker's always been thrown around. And even storyline-wise, when it comes to the Undertaker, again, everything. Let's let's throw it away that both guys are older and pretty banged up. You know, now that the Undertaker streak is over, a Sting Taker WrestleMania match would hold more intrigue. Um, you know, do you run a storyline where Sting calls Undertaker out for one more match? Uh, you know, Taker hasn't been seen since he got his ass beat by Lesnar, and Sting is, is calling out Taker to wrestle WrestleMania. The match in and of itself would have more intrigue now that the streak is not intact. Um, I think the lead-in between the two guys would be very dramatic television. However, what do we see when we get to the actual match? A guy like The Undertaker, you know, obviously did not look good uh, this past WrestleMania, um, you know, you mentioned Bray Wyatt. Is Bray Wyatt the direction to go, and and can the younger guy uh, kind of carry Sting and and put together a good program? And and Sting has one last match against a guy like that. I don't know. I, I you know, you're right. It's like you kind of go back and forth. And a character like Sting, especially the the Crow incarnation of of Sting, uh, you can do a lot with that character. It's just what is the payoff. And, and, and you're right, it, it, the speculation has been forever. I mean, every time you hear he's been signed, then all of a sudden it, it's a, there's a backtrack. And it, it's, it's funny because in today's day and age, with uh, information the way it is, uh, there are many guys out there that you hear this with. I mean, generally when you hear so-and-so signed a contract or so-and-so has been released, um, it, usually it, it's pretty spot on. It, it seems like whoever's... Whoever's feeding the internet the rumors of Sting's contract status with the WWE continues to get it wrong. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. If you're just tuning in, we had a whole heap of technical difficulties to start off the show. So we're, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants here tonight. So uh, if you're tuned in tonight, thanks for, for tuning in and, and uh, giving us a chance. Uh, if, if this is the first time... You're tuning into the program. For the love of God, go back and listen to some of the archive shows or, or make sure you come on board next week and listen to a show because, uh, like I said, we're flying by the seat of our pants. Not, not our best night, but you know what? Not necessarily our fault because of the, the tech issues. But uh, each and every week here, if it's your first time, we do have a news brief that usually occurs at uh, the 7 o'clock hour. Dave usually do that. What are your thoughts, Dave? Would, would you like? I mean, you you go through your research. I, you, 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 yeah, I can, I can I can go through the news right now and inform everybody 
best news report in all of wrestling radio. This is the Day 5 News Report. Normally, heard at the top of the hour every single Monday night, but due to technical difficulties, and of course it's summertime, and summertime and the technical gods don't like us, but <laughs> I'm going to bring you the Day 5 News Report right here, right now. And I could categorize this Day 5 News Report this week as, I would say, very up in the air, lack of finality or closure, if you will. Just bear with me. You, as, as you listen, you'll kind of get the picture. Our first story this week, WWE Hall of Famer, good old JR, Jim Ross's Ross Report podcast on PodcastOne.com last week featured former WWE star, 1996 Olympic gold medalist, and current TNA star, Kurt Angle. A number of topics were discussed, but one in particular that has the wrestling world talking is Angle's contractual status with TNA. Angle revealed to Ross in the interview that he recently turned down a new contract with TNA because the next wrestling contract he does sign will be his last, and he wants to weigh out all options. In recent months, Angle has publicly stated he's considering all of his options, such as Jeff Jarrett's Global Force Wrestling, re-signing with TNA, or even ending his career with a company that made him into a household name. Of course, I'm referring to WWE. Recently, Angle also has served as an on-air authority figure on TNA television due to an ACL tear that's keeping him out of action for upwards of six months. Angle's current contract with TNA Wrestling is set to expire sometime this fall. Speaking of TNA, word in the locker room, after the recent success of the New York City television taping that will begin airing this week on Spike TV, a number of unsigned talent who work the tapings are allegedly in line for full-time contracts with the organization. Those talents being Rhino, Homicide, Loki, and Devon. One name who also worked the tapings but will not be signing a new deal is former WWE superstar Matt Hardy. The Wrestling Observer reported that Hardy has made it clear to colleagues and anyone listening that he has no desire to sign a full-time contract with any wrestling organization, TNA, WWE, or his most recent home in Ring of Honor. Hardy also stated, according to the Wrestling Observer, that he's financially set in no need for full-time work and enjoys picking his dates on the indie scene without being tied down to one company with a full-time schedule. As if there was enough contractual confusion going on in this week's Day 5 News Report, the heat from the rumor mill, courtesy of Figure4WrestlingOnline.com, has everyone in the wrestling world wiping off the sweat from their brows due to this interesting tidbit. As a potential WWE SummerSlam appearance by current UFC Women's Bantamweight Champion Ronda Rousey has been nixed by UFC President Dana White. White has stated for the record that any UFC fighter under contract is not allowed to appear on WWE programming. In a related note, WWE recently expressed small interest in UFC fighter Chael Sonnen about a working relationship. However, with his recent drug test failure leading to his exit from UFC, company officials have decided not to pursue Sonnen further and attach themselves to any negative press from that situation. And the contract statuses keep on coming. As I reported a few weeks about a few weeks a few weeks back, excuse me, about WWE potentially opting to renew the contract of CM Punk due to its inactive status since January. Legally, WWE has the right to add a one year extension to talent field if they are out of action for long periods of time, as the case was made recently with Rey Mysterio. Reports this week suggest that WWE is not looking to renew the contract in hopes of not ruffling Punk's feathers, so a potential working relationship could take place down the line between both parties. In other news, Punk revealed on Twitter this week that he has future projects lined up, and I quote, starting a band, a podcast, or a fire. Two of those are real. And our final story this week in the contractual status A5 news report, it was reported a few weeks ago that the Houston Astrodome, former home to Major League Baseball's Houston Astros, as well as the former home to WWE's WrestleMania 17 pay-per-view back in the year 2001, is up for demolishing in the very near future. It's now being reported by USA Today that another famous venue that hosted a previous WrestleMania is also set to close its doors, too. 
Trump Plaza Resort Casino, home to WrestleMania's four and five, is expected to be demolished by the end of the year. Staff at the resort and casino are expected to be laid off soon, with the building officially closing on September 16th of 2014. The building hosted back-to-back WrestleManias, only time in its history that that took place, witnessing Macho Man Randy Savage capture the WWE Championship in a one-night tournament, and ironically losing that same championship the following year to his mega-power brethren, the immortal Hulk Hogan. And there you have it, folks. That was an improvised, updated, and kick-ass version of the Day 5 News Report, usually heard at the top of the hour every single Monday night. Ken, back to you. It was good stuff. It was spot on. I, I like that. You know, you're thinking on your feet. We got the news out of the way. Um, you know, it's interesting. Like all, all these contracts, like floating around. Um, you know, a couple. Of, I, I, I'll, you know, I'll talk on both extremes for me. On one hand, I, I need everybody within the sound of my voice, which <laughs> might not be many people tonight, but. The CM Punk speculation's got to stop. I mean, let's just stop. He's gone. He's gone. Accept it. It's it's like we, there's a slew of, of like, you know, it, it's just it's a bad breakup. Where like people just can't he can't be over. You know, it's time it, heals all wounds. Exactly, but it, it's almost like you know the CM Punk fans are like that the the obsessive boyfriend or girlfriend that's standing outside the window in the middle of the night that freaks you out. Because they just can't accept the fact that the relationship is over. Uh, it's it's over, guys. It, it, it's done. Uh, you know, Dave. I mean, you you said before, like you're tired of the uh, the sting speculation. I, I mean, it's it's gotten downright silly at this point. I mean, people are like, you know, like, oh, Chris Jericho showed up and he's got new tattoos. CM Punk has tattoos. CM Punk's coming back. I, I mean, <laughs> he's gone. Let's just let's let's get by it. There's a lot of new talent to get into. Maybe someday there'll be a Hall of Fame induction. Maybe he comes back, you know, next year for WrestleMania. You know, maybe. But I, I, all the reports you hear, like I, he's done. I just, I, I want this really to be the last time I talk about him until he's actually wrestling. Um, on the other hand, what I find very intriguing is what we heard from Kurt Angle, um, a guy who. Big fan, a big fan of Kurt Angle and everything he does. Uh, tremendous career, amazing career. Uh, a guy who definitely belongs in in any and all whatever Hall of Fames that are in existence for pro wrestling. Kurt Angle deserves to be in them. Um, obviously, a guy that is incredibly banged up. Uh, how many many years ago won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck? Um, a guy who is incapable of having a bad match, uh, just a guy who gave TNA legitimacy. Um, very interesting that he says this next contract is going to be his last. Um, for a guy who is as banged up as he is, he could probably still give you a classic. Um, you know, I I wouldn't mind seeing some sort of last WWE run. Um, you know, hell, man. You know, if you want to do something where, you, you know, a Daniel Bryan's ready to come back and you're scared to put him in the title picture just yet to see where his health is, man, uh, Kurt Angle shows up and, and calls out Daniel Bryan or vice versa. Uh, and that's part of Daniel Bryan's uh, comeback and it's part of Kurt Angle's last run. Man, I'd sign up for that because... All things being equal and Brian's able to go, that's going to be a killer match, um, whatever they do. But, you know, at this point, Dave, you know, as much as I, I, I want to see TNA succeed, I don't know if that's in the near future. I'm kind of hoping that we do see Kurt Angle sign on the dotted line with the WWE and maybe we have, you know, one last run with one last match uh, Maybe we have a run, you know, this, you know, next year, 2015. He goes in the Hall of Fame, 2016. Um, but I would like to see a, a little run and a Hall of Fame induction for Kurt Angle with WWE. Uh, that contract situation really intrigues me. Well, let me just speak on the Punk situation. I couldn't agree with you more. Number one, number two, if there was any time for him to come back, it would have been perfect for him to show up at WrestleMania in some form or fashion as a surprise. No advertisement, as a surprise, and, and really get people talking. 
considering the, the, the stories and the backstories behind his departure in WWE and the storyline with the authority kind of reigning over Daniel Bryan and trying to stop his run. It would have been perfect for Punk to come back and you would have you would put some 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 life into, you know, uh, the, the authority storyline by having Punk involved somehow and sometimes, you know, reality in storylines works and sometimes it doesn't. But I'm tired of hearing the Punk chants, too. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think Punk is going to be in a similar situation as to what Brock Lesnar was a few years ago. Lesnar left, and he tried to conquer something else. I'm not saying Punk's going to try and go into MMA or he's going to try and go into the NFL, because quite frankly, I think he'll be riding the bench piece in the NFL. I don't think he'll make it onto the field. But don't let him buy a ticket to go watch a football game. But needless to say, Punk will be back. Punk knows where he can make money. Punk knows... You know that going back to WWE will only make his, you know, his his bank account even bigger. So I give it a few years. He'll be back. He'll have a match. He might work a part time schedule, kind of like The Rock. As far as Kurt Angle goes, that's very intriguing to me. That's probably the biggest piece of news that I salivated over wanting to talk about tonight because Kurt Angle, yes, he helped legitimize TNA. But I think TNA needs to worry about building on the future and stop worrying about guys from the past. What I could see Kurt Angle doing, I could see him maybe having a one-year, maybe a two-year deal with WWE, which includes the Hall of Fame induction that works sporadically. He'll kind of have an RVD, maybe a Jericho contract. He'll work with all the top guys. He'll work with some of the younger guys. And Angle, I think, is going to end his career with WWE and go out on a high note. Um, if he's physically able to, that's the thing. You, you said it earlier. He's incapable of having a bad match. He's killed his body to do that. And there have been times where I'd watch him in the ring and be like, oh, my God, like this guy's gonna, he's going to die in the ring. He's going to kill himself. Like the things that he does and to all the injuries that he has suffered. Um, so I, I hope that for Angle's sake, if he comes back, he's, he, he, he can wrestle at a level that's acceptable for him and acceptable for the company and, you know, without as much pain and – looking like similar to the Kurt Angle of old, but in, 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 a, in an acceptable form. Yeah, I'm trying to find the right word for it because I don't want to be disrespectful to him and his talent, but injuries can take a toll on you. And I, I, I would like to see, you know, the Kurt Angle of old get in there and mix it up with, you know, all the guys in WWE. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. It's, it's, it's you know, what, what can he give you? And, uh, you know, it, it really, it's, it's. I don't want to say it's, it's tragic or a shame. It's, it's. I guess the word would be scary. Um, I agree with you. I mean, we, you know, we've talked about stuff, and we've, uh, you know, guys that give it all in the ring, and and you know, even a Daniel Bryan, uh, and Kurt Angle. I don't know if I've ever, you know, over my wrestling fandom, watched anybody that really, really gives everything he's got um you know he's a guy that you know if 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 he was going to jump off the top of the cage and somewhere during the match he he uh knew that he broke his back you feel like he'd still figure out a way to climb up there and 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 jump off the top of the cage i I mean you know he's a guy that you know it's so he's like randy the ram I, i mean if if it's you know give up and live or hit the finisher and die, uh, Kurt Angle's going to hit the finisher. And, and that's what's scary. I mean, you know, you said it in, in kind of a lighthearted fashion, but it does get scary. You just feel like, you know, if any guy would, it would be Kurt Angle just giving his very last breath uh, in the wrestling ring. So um, by all means, preface it by saying we hope he's, he's physically okay to, to, to do that. But, uh, you know, that being said, he's all cleared, everything works, he can go. Love to see him have uh one last run in the WWE. Dave, I gotta tell you something, you know, as I as I bring up Randy the Ram, uh I found out a little bit of trivia about that final match in the wrestler. I I, I met oh, yeah. the guy the final you know the movie The Wrestler? And uh, yeah, yeah, I own it. The the final match where Randy the Ram and it's kind of assumed that he dies uh hitting his finisher. Mm-hmm. Oh, he won the match. He won the match. Oh yeah, he won the match. Yes, I, I, I the 
friend of mine who uh, was actually at the show, he actually refs for us in uh, Wrestling on Fire, was at that show where they filmed it, and he actually hit his finisher and hit the pin and won the match. Interesting, because the, the ending of that movie, you know, at least to me and maybe to others that have watched it, have suggested that that one last finish was like the end of him, and like he died in the ring, like he kind of gave it his all and died in the ring. Very similar to the way that uh, The Sopranos ended on HBO, how the, the screen just kind of went to black. Um, that's how the ending of The Wrestler took place. Sorry for those that I've spoiled the, the Wrestler if you haven't seen it yet. I apologize. Oh, no, the internet wrestling community is going to come after me now because I spoiled The Wrestler that came out five years ago. If you're a real wrestling fan, you would have watched it five years ago. Well, that is that's an interesting fun. tidbit. I'm glad... I'm, 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 very interesting. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I, like I mean, the they, they definitely like led you to believe that he died. I mean, that, that's a, they definitely kind of put it out there as a tragic ending. Um, but as far as what happened in the arena, because interesting, it's this guy who I'm friends with, and, um, you know, we're, we're talking and stuff, and he's like, yeah, I was at the, uh, the show where Randy the Ram, you know, wrestled his, his final match. Like, really? He's like, yeah, they're filming the movie, and it was part of a... ROH show, and he was there, and I was like, oh, what happened at the end of the match? He's like, oh, yeah, Randy won. Like, seriously, guys? Yeah. Like, yeah, I just hit the finisher and won. Like, wow. The you know what? We got six Good. If you If you go back and watch that movie, the scene where he's getting ready in the dressing room, you know, who's, you know who he's changing with in that scene it's the, towards the end? I'd have to Cesaro. go back. Is it Cesaro? Cesaro's got, like, like uh, a really bad comb over, like he's starting to lose his hair, <laughs> and he's got like it's it, but it's Cesaro in there. Yeah, Cesaro. It's when he was Claudio Castanogli in, in Ring of Honor. Cesaro's in that film. So is so is uh, BWO's own Steve off in the very opening scene. Yeah, it's funny, man, because like since that movie came out, I've gotten more into the independent scene, and obviously we've done done some stuff with the show and in, in the indie scene and. I gotta go back and watch that because I, I bet like I, I I know half the guys now that are, that are in that movie, um, but didn't recognize well, Papa them. Don. Yeah, Papa Don's Papa in Don's it. Papa Don's in there. Uh, Andrew Anderson, the Enforcer, your buddy. Um, God, who else? I can't. I, uh, our our truth is in the movie. Our truth is in the movie. I know right. two guys that are in there too. It's, it's pretty cool. You know, it's kind of cool that like you go back and like, wow, those guys were in that movie, and then you work with them. So I think it's pretty awesome. That is cool. You know, we got we got like four minutes left, so let's see if we can keep it good, because we got Mike. We'll get one call in tonight on this debacle of a show tonight. But let's let's pull up Mike and see what he's got for us. Mike, you got a couple minutes to keep it quick. What do you got yeah, for us? Of course I got a couple minutes to keep it quick. The first thing is, in the, in the, in the scene with, uh, with Randy the Ram and them, um, that was done at the BWO in Hasbrook Heights. Um, they, 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 we used to go there to do independent shows, um, and they, they did it there. And uh, in one of the scenes, you see Steve Wolf and um, Magic loves to say that you see Richie Rotten's butt in it, in it as well. Richie Rotten from BWO. Um, Magic, Magic did a scene in, in out in Long Island, um, but they, they, they cut it because one of the wrestlers, um, he, he went pretty rough on Mickey, uh, on, on, uh, on Mickey Rourke. So they had to cut the scene. So, but I never got to see Magic uh, in the in the thing. But like he said, there's a lot of wrestlers that I know um, from there. So looking forward to tonight. I can't wait for Monday Night Raw. Definitely going to be a good Monday Night Raw. Stuff that happened on Saturday night. I don't know if you guys talked about it because I just got on the on the on the phone with you guys now. Um, why are they turning Mark Henry bad again? You know, we, we we didn't discuss that. So, uh, you know, we, just tuning in, we actually had tech issues to start the show. So we've been kind of flying around by the seat of our pants. Uh, I, I actually, I, I missed that. What what happened Saturday night? Saturday night, they had a, they had the, the, the 10-man. Uh, Rick Flair picked his guys. It was a Wyatt versus Cena. Rick Flair picked his, 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 his guys. And um, then, um, what do you call it, Triple H picked his guys. And... Uh, Mark Henry was, was obviously part of the good guys team and um Cena went outside the ring and Mark Henry turned against Cena and put him into the post. And also 
I don't know if you guys caught it too, there's a video of Ric Flair beating um, the living daylights out of Bray Wyatt, and he cut him pretty good, and Bray Wyatt was bleeding because Ric Flair had his ring on. Oh, yeah. So you know what's funny? The- I, didn't, I didn't click on that story. I saw, like, WWE Superstar busted open at MSG, and I didn't, I didn't click on it. So Yeah, it well, I, I, yeah, it was definitely something to, to – I was just wondering why they're going to do this again with Mark Henry – I don't know tonight if they're going to give it, give it any, uh, any, any mind to it tonight. But I can't wait. We're, we're going and we're a week away from Battleground. I got my Triple H shirt on today. I got, I got my new gear for the summer. I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to rock and ready to roll. And uh, I can't wait to see the matches. I hope, they, I hope you know, everybody goes, oh, please don't make a Cameron versus Naomi matchup. I want to I wanna see that match. I want to see that match happen because it's got passion. It's got betrayal. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins. I want to see it because, again, it's got passion. It's got betrayal. I want to see it. I want to see the... The, the stuff. I, I, I just, I want to see it all. I want to see Kenta. I like the fact that they signed Kenta. You know what? Everybody's questioning can he keep up in the WWE because it's tough in Japan. And it's not like WWE. WWE is a little watered down. Like all these wrestlers that came from different, different organizations and they didn't make it here because it's watered down. But you know what? I think Kenta's going to be okay. I think it's going to, I think it's going to be great. What do you guys think? I- I think he's going to be great, and sorry, Mike, we're going to have to let you go. Thanks for the call. We got less okay, than a I'll, minute. Okay, I'll call. Are you guys doing a show on Sunday? Yes, we're going to do a pre-show on Sunday. So then, we'll brother, you got me, brother. I'll be. I'll talk to you on Sunday. I'm going to get pumped up. I can't wait. And you guys have a nice night. And let's get raw. Sounds good. Let's Thanks get... for the call, Mike. It seems fitting to end a show like this with a a Mike rant. Uh, it's been real. It's been good. Can't really say it's been real good, but uh, we made it through, Dave. we got about 20 seconds left. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. I didn't expect to do a show tonight, considering the circumstances, but awesome. Glad to be on board. Can't wait for Sunday. Yeah, so we'll be back to take you into the pay-per-view this Sunday for Battleground. Right now, it is time for Monday Night Raw. You guys enjoy Raw. We'll see you on Sunday for Dave. I am Ken. Thank you all for tuning in. Good night, everybody. <laughs>